Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now, please find yourself a seat at their table. Hey, guys. I'm Mike. I'm PJ. And today is our 18th episode. And today we're talking about the best bands, the best artists of the 90s and early 2000s. And to help us out, we have our brother, Rob, and one of my best friends, Sean. Hi guys. Hello. Thanks again for having us here. I'm excited. I'm Rob. Yeah, and I'm Sean. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. If you, uh, for some of our listeners, uh, they were here last week, and we talked about Back to the Future and the trilogy and everything, and um, check that out if you haven't already. But for those first-time listeners who haven't met Rob and Sean, let me give you a little background on them, okay? So Rob is my older brother and best friend. He's been playing drums for over 30 years. He cites Mike Portnoy, Travis Barker, Charlie Watts, Carter Buford, Dave Grohl, and Josh Freese as his influences. And Sean, uh, he's one of my best friends and my neighbor for over 30 years. Um, he's been playing guitar and bass for over 30 years. <clears throat> he cites Led Zeppelin, Rush, Nirvana, Metallica, and Dream Theater as his influences. And folks, just to give you guys some background about the three of us, okay? All of us have been in bands together, okay? And I'll tell you a little bit about them. Um, some of the more notable ones. Okay, so one of our first our first band together were two additional members. We were called The Other World. Um, we entered this contest and we actually won. Uh, we were, I think we were ranked, I don't know, I think I was 100, we were like number 88 or something. And um, we were, and the name of the book is called So You Wanna Be a Rockstar. That book is still in print. Uh, the forward is by Gwen Stefani's brother. I don't have his name, but he wrote Eric, the forward. Oh, there Eric we go. Stefani. Nice, Johnny Babes. Still, yeah. I still have um, yeah, we did a little book tour for that. We played at Borders Books, all those kind of shops. We played like um, like at your street fairs. We were on a News 12. Yep, we were on a local news uh, yeah, station. We, yeah, it's a local station in the yeah. Island. And we played um, actually a guy named. Uh, he actually opened for us, believe it or not. His name was Ravi. He was like a very accomplished oh, yeah, guitar he played, player. He played with Hanson. And he played with Hanson, yeah. Guitars. That was yeah. for us, too. Yeah. And, I know uh, that. My wife's a big Hanson fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then my, uh, my brother and Sean uh, joined a ska band called Wild Supplies Last. The music was, uh, was played on the now, unfortunately, dead radio station, WLIR, which is 92.7. Um, Sean's last two bands was called... Red House and Night Screams. Uh, their music was uh, widely available in music stores, kind of like a throwback to 80s, somewhat space rock, I guess you could describe them. Um, well, I know Red House had an alternative type of sound. As for, uh, night, or as for Night Screams, yeah, we have more. We try to keep it modern. There is a little flashback to some um, different influences, you know. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, I call it a, a hard rock album. Yeah. And uh, we were actually in a band together called Tomorrow's Fire. Sean ended up leaving that band to go with Night Screams. But um, my brother and I with Tomorrow's Fire, um, <clears throat> we our music video for Daydreaming. That's the opening song to our show. Uh, it's instrumental. There's no vocals in it. But you can hear the vocal version if you go to our you know, a band camp or our YouTube channel. But uh, our music video was featured in the uh, Long Island Press. Uh, we recorded at Cloud9 Studios. Who are known for for making the guitar pedals for Joel Walsh, Joel Walsh, and Stevie Wonder? Um, they make analog alien pedals, and um, this is the same place that recorded Nine Days from the '90s band. Did Story of a Girl, and he also worked with Joan Jett. So um, not that we're trying to show off our catalog, but um, just give you some background about of our accomplishments. So what we're saying here is, on the show today, <laughs> we have some really talented and uh, certified musicians. 
Yes. Which means their opinions about the bands that we pick hold a lot of weight. So Mm -hmm. if they say it's good, they're good. Yeah. And we're doing all genres. We're not just focusing on rock. You know, we try to mix it up. Mm Mm-hmm. But to kick things off, Mr. PJ, we always start off with a childhood memory. So, fellas, what band or artist got you into playing an instrument or just into music in general? PJ, you want to start us off? So, for me, it's it's probably different than you guys because you're all talented musicians. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a musician. Um, I actually didn't really get into music, like loving music, until I started to appreciate the way it was used in music and movie soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, if I listen to a song... I don't know, my brain's broken, right? So if I listen to it, I don't know if it's a happy song. I don't know if it's a sad song. I can't pick out a meaning. All I can do is hum along with the tune, right? And I might like it, but it doesn't mean much to me. But what wound up happening is the more I got into movies and I started seeing how the songs would change the tone of the films and the scenes, that's when I started to realize the power of music. Mm, I love that. that, Mm. Now, Shorty Babies, you want to talk about your early uh, childhood memory? Well, (laughs) (laughs) so... Where can I begin? So during, I think it was Christmas of 93 that my I ended up getting uh, Billy Joel, The River of Dreams, on a cassette. Wow. And of, of course, being a Long Island boy, of yeah, course, they're going to, you know. Uh, but Of all uh, the Billy Joels to start yeah. with, you well, want The River of Dreams? What's that song like? <laughs> I've been living in the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, yeah. More, there's, more, there's more to this. Cue it, PJ. I ended up having a, a, a Walkman that I would always play. I would play the album on all the time, over and over and over again. And you know, I knew Billy Joel because my mom would play it in the car. This was like, his, I guess, his recent album during that time. And one time we were, I think we were in Pennsylvania, and it was over at my grandparents' house. And I remember the month because I'll explain why. It was May 94. And we went into a Kmart outside of Milford. And I decided, you know, I had money with me. I want to get a cassette. So I'm looking at the, all the bands that, you know, all the bands that were up there and what. Yeah, whatnot. all the album I, covers. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one caught my eye, and, and, I, and it was uh, Nirvana's Nevermind. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you something. When I first when I first brought that home and I popped it in, I was just like, oh my gosh, it, yeah. it, it was just an mm-hmm. incredible album. That, that really changed my world um, how I saw th- music and it inspired me to uh, like uh, inspired me to pick up a guitar yeah and uh, and yeah it just and go and it would st- it would start a new journey for me not just with music it also started a new journey for me as a musician so you know to get, yeah. get to meet people who were also inspired by their uh, their artists and um, yeah the yeah. rest is history yeah you know, I, there's not that much to say here because two of them are sitting here with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. With me, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, Shawnee Vazer. Uncle Rob, what about your uh, memory? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Rob, yay! <laughs> yeah, so I know we're talking 90s, 2000s today, but I have to go back also um, to the Rolling Stones. It was a huge influence to me. I think i got to hear Mikey's story because we lived together and we're brothers. And yeah. We didn't share how this happened for us, but for yeah. me, it's got to be the Stones. I grew up in a very musical house in terms of listening and playing music. My parents aren't... Um, Performers, they didn't play instruments, but my dad blasted the Rolling Stones all the time. I think yep. I kind of came out of the womb already listening to Satisfaction and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, blasting it all the time, he would just literally almost have like rock concerts in the house. Yeah. Where he's like sitting on the couch, raising his arm up in the air, watching yeah, like live. He, he would be cheering, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we were just sitting there and I'm hearing 
all over and over all these Stones tracks and like uh, I had gotten toy drum set I think I maybe four or five years old mm -hmm. Mikey got a little electric plastic guitar around his neck we were actually called the Rolling Pebbles my dad yeah, called yeah. us that yeah, yeah, yeah. so the Stones are deep in the blood right now and Charlie yeah. Watts is probably the first guy I saw playing drums and it was just always in my ears and I guess kind of inspired me to play and it kind of started me listening to music, and my dad played a ton of different music. I really have to give him a lot of credit in terms of music in general, but the Stones, I gotta say, and all their songs just kind of yeah. got me going. Mm -hmm. a, sh sure. a shout out to your dad. Yes. During my <laughs> wedding, we went. It was like the later half of the wedding. I saw your dad standing by the dance. Yeah. Spot. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I ran over to DJ. I'm like. I want to play the Stones, get no satisfaction. Sure right. enough, they go right into it. He jumps right in there and starts doing the dance, the mic dance, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the chat because I remember as a, as a kid coming over to see Robin Mike, and your father would always be playing the Stones, and <laughs> yeah. I, to me, it's like that is awesome. Like, you know, yeah, he's playing those loud rock, even during the summertime outside. Sorry, outside, I can hear it from my backyard too. Yeah. It's like blasting <laughs> yeah. music, even mm -hmm. if it's not the Stones, it's like any classic. Yeah, band during that time frame is just influ so influenced. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think just kind of yeah, yeah. Taking the echo, my brother. <laughs> I think the two biggest bands are the Stones and Nirvana. I'll start with the Stones. Like I said, we were raised on the Stones, and um, you know, like my brother said, like at, even at a young age, like certain things that you kind of just understand very quickly, like 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 a, like a bad like Angie. You know, like I, I didn't know what it meant lyrically. I could just tell by the tone. I always talk about tone. I knew that this meant something. You know, right and. Um, I remember my dad, like when I, we talked about my dad blasting music, I mean, the house would be shaking. I mean, we said, Sean lived two houses down, you could hear it. So, like, my mom used to get mad, like, rah! You know, my, my father's also, it's RJ, but he's Rob's also. It was just like my mom just yelling. And, um, but yeah, I mean, see, this, I feel like the Stones maybe love music. And then when I heard Nirvana, it made me want to play music, maybe want to be in a band. So, those two bands are like so important to my heart and my, my journey through music. So, those two bands are just. So sure. damn important to me and Rob, but uh, wow, wow, that memory yeah. lane was real yeah, deep, man. Got memory motel, wrong sounds again. Cue it, PJ. Don't get me um, going and now right about now. me and my wife. No, that's another story. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> no, me, like for instance, me and Lisa also have a, a connection too when we uh, oh, play. Oh, that's yeah. what encouraged us to continue on. Right. Well, that actually got you your first date. Basically, yeah. she was yeah, a drummer. You were, know. you know. Oh, we, yeah. We both fell in love when we first saw <sighs> each other. So. Oh, shout yeah. out to my wife. It was Lisa. love at first note. Yeah. Oh, there yes. it is. Drums and guitar, I can't mm -hmm. think better than that. Yeah. But folks, we're not gonna, we're doing, I guess this is not like, we're not doing like um, by like year order. So we're not gonna do like 91, 92, 93. We're just gonna do bands of the 90s and then uh, maybe go to early 2000s. It may go back and forth. So this is not any kind of ranking. This is just us ramble off our favorite bands, artists, ones who we think are great, some who we think are, don't get enough praise. Um, so and it's all genres. It's not just rock. It's not yes, just metal exactly. or anything like that. It's mm -hmm. all genres of music. Yeah. So, PJ, you want to start us off, man? Sure. I will pick the, the first band that I have on my list here is, uh, is Rage Against the Machi Machine. Yes. Oh, I'm beautiful a, choice. I'm a For big sure. fan of Rage. I oh, actually yeah. saw them, I guess it was last year at this point, mm -hmm. um, at the Garden when Zach's leg was broken. Mm -hmm. Dude mm. still put on a great show. So much energy, he couldn't even stand. And the energy that he had right. on stage and the presence he had on stage was crazy. Um I love this band. I like their sound because I think it's a unique sound that I still don't think any other band sounds yep. like them. Yep. Because I was just it, about to say it's, that. 
it's rock, it's rap, it's funk, it's metal, it's mm -hmm. it's blues. They have such a unique sound. It combines all different mm -hmm. genres of music, and uh, and like I said, Zach Delarocca's voice is just yeah. instantly recognizable. Mm -hmm. um, and and I like that you know, like I said earlier, sometimes I can't hear the meaning or the messaging in songs. Like it doesn't click for me all right. the time. Mm -hmm. But for them. All of their songs have a message and a meaning behind it that's mm -hmm. instantly recognizable. Um, for me, my, my favorite song is Killing in the Name. I think a lot of people oh, yeah. saw probably favorite yeah, songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting also about Rage Against the Machine is just to show like how, how uh, much influence they have in other areas of pop culture. Stone Cold Steve Austin's music is based on Bulls on Parade. He heard the song oh. and he went to the WWE music department and said he wanted his music to be reminiscent of that song, and if you go back and listen right. to that, and then listen, yeah, like after the glass, you can hear it. Oh. after the glass breaks, if you really listen, it, it is very reminiscent of Bulls on Parade. Oh, Bulls on Parade. Someone out there, mix the both, mix them both together. <laughs> wow, I like that. Nice. And real quick, just without PJ, like you said, like they're in a league of their own. I think a lot of the bands we're going to mention here probably, but they're hey, they're one of a kind. Rage. And I think that's one of the things I think that's missing in today's music. And this isn't a rank. We're not, you know, picking on today's music. Obviously, we're going back to the past. But I think what uh, Rage has, they have attitude. Yes. Okay? They absolutely. have attitude. You can feel it. You can hear it. Yep. And you can see it. You see them live. So, nice. Uh, Shorty Babes, what about you? What's on? Uh, who do you got? All right. Um, I got a big list. But no, I know we're going to cover what we can cover here. So I'm going to start off with Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, they're on my list, too. Yes. Yep, and, oh, good. Um, okay, we I, I got to say, <laughs> with, um, God, I'm blanking out. Scott Weiland's vocals and the rest of the bands before, you know, it's especially the way that they play. If you listen to um, Plush, the chord changes on there are just incredible. I was just talking to you guys earlier about the cage system. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's other ways of playing chords, and that's what they're doing. It's like jazz-type yes. mm -hmm. rhythms. And with it's Dean DeLeo, right? Yes. Right. They, he, there was an interview with uh, Rick Beato that, that it was this yeah. incredible interview, if you guys want to check it out. But, yeah, the, the, the playing style, and especially uh, when you listen to the first album, you know, it's, it sounds like a different band, during, especially during that time period when everyone's like grunge bands, Seattle and stuff. Yeah. They were a band from San Diego, and... The critics were trashing on them because they're like, oh, it's just, you know. And I disagree with that. I never got the connection to a Pearl Jam. I never got that. Exactly. But it was their second album, Purple, that finally just shut them up. And that album was just, holy crap. So many of these songs, Interstate Love Song and. Oh, yeah. And Big Empty. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a lot of songs in my head. No, of course. But they were just, they were just so like. Never forgettable. I can, yeah. They always click in my head. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I'm listening to the radio mm -hmm. or just on the road or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I shoot out to them. Rob, what were you going to say about STP? If you don't mind jumping in, you want? You, did you have comments yeah, about? No, no. I was, yeah, uh, to add on to that, as a musician for sure, they have sound, the guitar playing, the drumming. Um, yeah. Like, I you know his beats are creative. Yep. Uh, in terms of learning from that, for sure, they were both on my shelf in terms of like, Rage Against the Machine and um, STP in terms of just kind of learning different ways of drumming and as frontmen. Yeah, when you get into that, probably too, you go off for two hours about that. But as a front man, I just I, love I think his he's movements. The, I love his yeah. style. I love the way he dressed. That's yeah, one of the he things. He took on the stage and he didn't even you know play an instrument. I yep. think and he was just 
killing it. I was killing the name of it. No, he was killing it. No. <laughs> I no, he was just owning it. Yeah, I think that was yeah. one of the biggest things is that you, when you have a vocalist, you need them to be the front man. You got to let yeah. show them like you own the crowd. Yeah. Like um, Freddie Mercury from Queen or... Yeah. Uh, Trying to think of like Big Dagger from yeah, uh, yeah. Rolling Stones, like you gotta shoot, you gotta go up there and own that crowd. Uncle Rob, what do you have? Uh, yeah. Uncle Rob, yeah, what do you have? In- <laughs> yeah, Uncle Rob. So I'm going to a little bit of the more later '90s with Third Eye Blind. Yes, nice, nice. Maybe not as heavy, a little bit softer, I guess. Maybe like I don't know, I guess you call it alternative, but just like comforting to the ear. I don't know. You know, semi chime life. How it's gonna be? Jumper. I mean, that album they came out with. That they're like a staples of '90s music. Yes. Exactly. And that album, that whole, their sound, and that it's just perfect. Yeah. From song to song, yeah. you know, how is it gonna be? Mm-hmm. And everything. It's just that's an inspired pick. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a good pick. Um, arrangements is cool. Vocally is cool. You know, icing of a secret point. Like, <laughs> like in his, you know, mispronunciation. Pronunciation actually works well for him yes. as well. Um, same thing musically. You know, I liked growing up and hearing different types of bands and drummers and musicians in general. So, I feel like even their style taught me different ways of playing within a song, how not to overplay, how to play the parts, mm. chorus, verse, and everything. Um, but yeah, their songs just still carry really, really well. Yes. They're fun to hear. Um, when you dig deeper into their lyrics, they're kind of heavy. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just, I just love them. They, they, mm-hmm. You could play it really for anybody. It's like an easy listening type yeah. band. And, it's, yeah. and it, never, it never sounds aged. I feel like that album came out today. It would still work. Yeah, Maybe. it would. Oh, 100%. It's, what do you guys think of the second album, Blue? I think it's a great... I love it, too. I think it was a great follow-up. Yeah. I yeah. that was yeah. big shoes to try to fill it. Because that first album was immaculate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, They say, you know, if, when your first album rocks, it's tough sometimes to come yeah, back the from it. Yeah, the sophomore curse. I think they did a good job. And they did a really great job. And I'm actually really happy now that you see them out again playing a full... You know venues. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Mike and I saw them in a smaller venue, Mulcahy's in Wontaw, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With you, sorry, Sean. Sorry. And um, <laughs> I was actually really bummed because I was sad they were playing such a small venue. Mm-hmm. But I was right up there. You know, I saw them with the sweat coming down from their face. So I was yeah. like mind blown. Yeah. It's sad to see a band like that in a small venue, but it's great to see a band I like know, that. So I know. Yeah. But now yeah. they're and they're, now they're back at the venues, yeah. which yeah. I'm happy yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it's good to see them play smaller. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right in front of your face. You know? yeah. To me, I think that's like, you get a, a more yeah. like... You can appreciate oh, the sound yeah. and yeah. the show better. It's like, I've done oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind <laughs> of like a dream come true in a way. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you want to yeah. keep going. Thank God they came back. If I can recall, I think they ended with God of Wine. And I oh, and, and this just give you some rando fact. Um, my first CD that I ever got was actually their album, Third Eye Blind. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I guess to continue with a lot of these rock bands, I think I'll, this is probably on all of our lists, um, is <sighs> Still of a Chair. Oh, yeah. That's uh, yeah, yeah, right. on my list. Uh, yeah. We, can all, we can all chime in on it. But you know, for those who don't know who Still of a Chair were, they were these young guys from Australia. And when they blew up, they were like 15, 16 years old. And they're only a few years older than us, maybe four years. So when, I, when we saw these guys, and at this point, too, I think... To kind of go back to Nirvana, obviously they inspired Nirvana very much, but like when Kurt passed away, I felt like, even though I was like nine at the time, I felt like I lost a friend. I felt, believe it or not, musically, I felt very, um, I think I see everyone bobbing their heads here. Maybe we talk about Kurt for a second. Like when he passed away. Back to May 94, it was a month after he passed away, and then I I was not familiar that he killed himself, and then my dad told me, I was like, what? Wow. And, And during that end of the year, I got all their albums, and they were showing the highlight of 94 on MTV. And then it was all about Kurt Cobain at the end. I was just like, oh, I can't what's, believe it. What's crazy s- about that, too, is we were talking about Kurt Cobain killing himself. Like, that happened. We were all young when that happened. Like, yeah. the idea of someone killing themselves never like, even crossed my I'm, mind yes. until yeah. Kurt yes. Cobain killed yes. himself. Yeah. 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 Y
Mm-hmm. You know, coming off of like the unplugged and everything, mm-hmm. yeah. getting to music. I kind of wanted to save a story for this, but um, yeah, it's just, it was very, very, very just painful. Hurtful. Yeah, and Silverchair. I feel like not to cut you off, Mike, you go back, mm-hmm. but um, it kind of like not rescued me, but mm-hmm. they were always compared kind of to Nirvana. Right. They had a similar sound. They loved Nirvana themselves. Yeah. So like uh, it was like the right band at the right time, I guess, to come yep. out of it with a heaviness and an alternative feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, exactly, Rob. Yeah, kind of stole my thunder. Like they kind of like rescued me in that department. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But Silverchair, like I said, like and they were like I said, we were only a few years younger than them. So it's like made us want to be a band. Like maybe we, my dream can come true. It made it seem very possible. And I just thought there were a, there were only three people. There were a power trio in my department. I kind of felt like um, Daniel Johnson, singer, is almost like the David Bowie of that era. I know now he, you know, he's, you know, right. Sadly, Silverchair is on indefinite hiatus. But I really felt like they could have been the next kind of Bowie-esque kind of band. Oh, Bowie wasn't in a band, but you know what I'm saying. Like, they could have really gone that direction. Because each album, they've grown and grown and grown. I love all... They don't have a weak album at all. Um, uh, PJ, back to you, my man. We've been doing a lot of rock, so I'm going to switch it up a little yes. bit. And yeah, do a different genre here. Um, so my next 90s artist is uh, the best rapper of all time, Notorious B.I.G. Oh, I would say he is definitely the best rapper of all time, in my opinion. Also, at the time when he was getting big, West Coast rap was really much more popular, uh, Mm -hmm. doing much better and more influential to the rap scene than East Coast rap was. But Biggie comes on the scene and starts to uh, shift things back to the East Coast. I don't think there's any rapper out there today or in the past with as good a flow as Biggie. Mm -hmm. He's just great. Um, and his freestyle also fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's so you go on YouTube, you can find freestyle videos of him just standing on street corners like yeah. Bed Stuy and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. He just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just listed my favorite song from him is uh, the Ten Crack Commandments is my favorite. Oh thing yeah, yeah, joint, yeah. But. I've been in this game for years. Uh, it made me an animal. It's rules to the shit. Uh-huh. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get your game on track. Not your wig pushed back. Rule number uno. Never let no one know how much dough you hold. I mean, all of his music is great. You can't help but, you know, sing along mm-hmm. to it because it's... Yeah. He doesn't speak so fast that I just about to say that you can't that you can't follow them. Yep. Yeah. There are so yeah. many rappers that just you know they're spitting fire but yeah. you can't hear a word they're saying. Right. Well, he he was yeah, he he was very uh eloquent the way he spoke. Yeah. hundred percent when you listen to rappers today I don't even know what the hell to no, say. No, I have no but, idea. Like, no people, it's like bone mm-hmm. what was it, Bone Thugs and Harmony? Yeah. It's like what what's happening? What are these words? But with Biggie it wasn't like that. You could hear every word say yeah and he just spoke so well in those songs i think he's I, and i wanted to switch up the genre so i went with, uh, yeah. with rap right now but i think he's another staple of the 90s i think he's a, a voice of oh, the 90s yeah. absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah just to add on i like that you said this you know i always talk about like music in general with people when i say like rap i, go, I always say i want to hear more 90s rap right yeah. exactly. that was the pinnacle yeah. of rap yeah, in my you opinion you hear them you know what they're saying you right. can hear the story and the beats yeah it makes you want to oh, dance really good. yeah, yeah. They're groovy. yeah. They got some soul there's like a you know, a vibe to them. Yeah. yeah. Like nowadays, mm-hmm. it gets lost. If you yeah. play anything from the '90s during that rap period, I'll know every song. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I it's mean, like Tupac. Yeah. 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 That uh, he was. That's Nuke. a great pick, DJ. And I was gonna say yeah. to add on, like, yeah, you, st- you st- 
yeah, you said he has that when he raps, it's like a slow, it's like a, it's almost like a dance, right? And um, yeah, the cadence to it is awesome. Yes, exactly. That's the word. Exactly, what I was looking for. Cadence and like, it's almost like po- it is poetry. Yeah. Like, like he has like, like Shakespeare. People say when you reach. I, I think of Mike Schlapper, one of our former guests. He always says when you reach, when you reach Shakespeare, you don't, um, you ignore the periods. You know, right. like in this, in a sentence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he had that such a, what a flow. Like you said, and I think that's, a, I think. You know, as uh, well, sure we talk about Dream Theater later, but John Petrucci would always say, you know, it's it's easy to it's easy it's actually easier to play fast than it is slow. So I think it's a testament to how good he is because rapping slow is you can't there's no room for error right. and you have to be very clear. And obviously he's making his his rhymes much more punctual, yep. you know, because <laughs> it's not he's not rushing so he can get to another rhyme that makes it more impactful. Yeah. So each line's very he raps each line as if it's the most important line. And everything he says in the song has purpose. Yes. There's no filler lines. There's mm-hmm. not like, a, you know, just a boring part of the song. It, it, it's not going back to a chorus over and over again. It's mm-hmm. it's him just doing his thing and doing it perfectly. Yeah, I think with great songs, too, I love when I say this kind of a, where you can just listen to it. Like anyone can just listen to a Biggie song and just yeah. kind of feel, listen to it through. Mm-hmm. You won't hate it. Maybe you won't love it, but you can like listen to it. Mm. I think that goes from like old bands yes. to an artist. If you can just play, oh, check out my song. And you kind of like listen to it, get a feel for it. Oh, maybe it's not my thing, but... It, you just know it's still a good song. It's pleasant yeah. to your I ears. Think that yeah. His sound definitely did that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Nice. Sean Bates, what do you got next? Uh... All right. This is another band that we uh, grew up listening oh. to. And it's an underrated because we kind of, I don't know if we forgot as time went by, but uh, this was a band also in the mid 90s that also took over like after Nirvana. And that would be Bush. Yeah. 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 You know, Gavin Rossdale <laughs> and those rest of those boys that came mm-hmm. out with 16 Stones. You had everything Zen. Calm down. Um, the, uh, I'm trying yeah. to think of some machine Serene, head. All that, yeah. Little things. Little things. You know, yeah, Swallows. Yeah, it was just, yeah, you yeah. know, that, that album was just like, I was very impressed, especially mm-hmm. during that time. And, um, yeah, it, it was, you know, going back to just playing in the, in the um, garage or whatever we played in. I think we played in your room for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we used to cover all these songs and we would perform them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like this band was a, a big influence. Yeah. It. All right. All right. This band came up a couple of times now, so I have to get it out of the way. Yep. But not get out of the way. Right. It's gonna be Nirvana. Oh yeah. Oh, right. There's no okay. problem. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to go into well, it. Yeah. I figured we'd talk about it. Yeah. 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 hold them up, but we keep yeah. talking about them. So let's right. get in yeah. there. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's so impactful, man. Of course. You know. And I feel like they led to a lot of these other bands or the sound of other bands. Yeah. Bush and stuff like that. Silver Chalice. They opened up the doors for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. So when I opened today, I talked about, you know, the Rolling Stones and, like, listening to Charlie Watts and everything and the blasting music in my house. My sister used to always blast music also. Yep. So you have my yes. dad at night, my mom, and, I mean, my sister in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting ready for school, and this is the truth. Yeah. We had one bathroom, right? Me and my brother getting ready for school. My sister would hide the bathroom the whole entire morning. We're rushing out. Yep. We're trying to get to school. She gives us, like, five minutes to get in the bathroom. I want to get in the bathroom. Do what I have to do and, you know, All right. take a number two yeah. real quick, right? I've heard so much music through the walls of the bathroom. Back to back to <laughs> yeah. the bathroom. This is hundred percent true. So you know, I just know the Stones now. I had like a mixtape of like um, Billy Joel and like um, uh, the Police and just a mix of stuff. Yeah, on a cassette mode. tape that I made with like yeah. one cassette to the next, recording off of the radio. And then I'm sitting on the bowl and I just hear <laughs> dang, 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 I swear that's the first yeah. time I heard Nirvana. And I think it's the first time I also just heard like that sound, that grungy sound. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know? Yeah. God forbid you, you know, knock on the door and ask her what it is. She's like, go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, and then, you know, you have Smelly Teen Spirit. 
and the drumming, then it goes into In Bloom. Yes. And, like, as a drummer, in terms of writing and learning new things, I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah. You know, so it just hit me huge. And I learned a lot about music and just different types of bands through those walls at that bathroom. But uh, Nirvana, for sure, I mean, it got me to want to play Tama like Dave Grohl did. Uh, his style of drumming, uh, he's just like a hard hitter. But I also loved, um, in terms of playing, when he did Unplugged, that yes, was the first yeah. time I saw like a drummer, I think, and for me anyway, play very like low key and like play to the you know, acoustic sound. Mm. And all I knew with him was like banging his head around, slamming drums, and all of a sudden he was like totally low key. So he showed me dynamics, and that was like big for me. But just their you know song after song, with Nevermind, of course, they influenced me and changing how I played and you know what kind of band I wanted to be in, like with you yeah. guys, of course, and everything. And album after album, the albums before that, so you wanted to discover all the other albums they yeah. had, the songs they had before that, is this. Very mind-blowing to me. So yeah. here's another uh, wrestling fact All right. that, that ties into Nirvana. If you go back to old-school WCW, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, I don't know if it was actually Smells Like Teen Spirit or not, mm. but it, or it might have been like a, like a copycat version of it. Yes. That was DDP's music. It would be self-high-five. That was yeah. his whole thing. And then it went into something very similar to wow. a Nirvana-sounding music. It's mm-hmm. a, another case of a, a band getting so big that it's infiltrating other areas of pop culture, that they're beyond just a musical act at that point. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they were so influential, man. Like yeah. The three-piece, just the power and the sound. Of yeah. Like, and it's never heard before. Yeah. I think our first, I think the first CD you owned was actually yeah. in Euro, in Euro, yeah. which is a powerhouse album. Well, it me to go buy Euro because you're, you're, you had the CD, and I was like, oh. dude, let's go to Kmart right now, and yeah. we go get it. I'm like, what's Wave Me? What's that? All right. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the censorship back then. I was like, oh. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that word. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, just, oh, go ahead. I was going to say a quick fact about um, Smells Like Team Spirit is, I think this is really more of you and uh, Rob, you told me this story, but when we had like our, like, gene, like I guess like middle school dance, they banned mm-hmm. um, Smells Like Team Spirit. I don't know if you knew that, PJ. I didn't uh, know yeah, that. Yeah, it was me, you, Anthony. Uh, yeah. Uh, we went there together for uh, like seventh or eighth grade dance, but they banned Smells Like Team Spirit because of my brother's grade because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone said to put on Smell Like Teen Spirit and a mosh pit yeah, broke out uh, and yeah. a giant one. And yeah. anyway, it's it been went nuts. The, it has been banned ever since. Yeah. I guess one more quick fact about us and I'll get to my next music choice. We played the last talent show of our high school. I was only in the sixth grade, but we played four songs. We were the second to last band to go on. We opened up, of course, with uh, Silver Chair. Mm-hmm. Then we played uh, a Nirvana song, we played Lithium. I think the first one we played Find a Way by Silver Chair, then mm-hmm. Lithium. Then we played Tomorrow by uh, Silverchair, and then we ended with Smells Like Teen Spirit, and then like while we were playing on stage, actually, Sean wasn't even in the band, he left. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, our bass player at the time ended up messing, messing up the bass solo to Lithium. And, but when we did play at the end with Smells Like Teen Spirit, we had people jumping behind the stage. It looked like the music video. You were in a high school. Yeah. It was really great for me, because I was only in middle school. I was in sixth grade, but to be on that stage with you guys was very... Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't get that much respect in middle school, but memory. I knew with your circle of friends, I, was, my, I had a lot of respect, which was great. Yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, mm-hmm. with Nirvana, too, real quick, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go um, ahead. You know, his voice was different. Yeah. You know, and they're very melodic, you yeah. know? They have all the pieces you need for good music. So and he's very hard. Melodic, yet they're, like, heavy, yeah. melodic. And yeah. I thought that was just awesome. And real quick with Kurt, he's very hard to cover. His yeah. vocals yeah. are very hard. Not many exactly. people can cover. He's a, people just think of him screaming, but... Ain't easy covering his songs. I remember I, I covered a few of his songs, you know, like I did what's Territorial Pissings, but he's very difficult to cover, man. Woo! Yep. He has a, one of the things that you notice about musicians is that they have their own style of playing, and Kurt Cobain had a way of how he played the guitar. Yes. And some of the riffs that you would see, it's like, this sounds like Eddie Van Halen. It's like, no, I was Kurt. Yeah. Like some yeah. of the songs that were like, what? 
Yeah, he's very underrated as a guitar player. So, PJ, I'm going to piggyback with you with the hip-hop choice. Okay. Uh, this also, I heard this album played countless times by my sister. The house was shaking. I miss this rap group. Um, I know they kind of had you know, successful solo careers. But the Fugees, okay. I mean, that, that right. album, uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah, oh, The Score. That's what it was. I mean, every song they along is a banger. Um, I mean, Wyclef, you know, he went on to be very successful. You know, you had Proz, Lauren Hill. I mean, I really wish we had rappers like her. That's no disrespect, but I mean, she sung beautifully. I mean, she's a hell of a singer. I know she has mental health issues. I'm not getting into it. I'm talking about just her talent itself. She, when she rapped, she's great. Listen to the song Fuji La. I mean, that's an infectious hit. When that song starts, bam! You know, that song is just cook cooking. And um, I remember real quick. Um, you know, like, what's that? What's the ballad she sings? Oh, killing me softly. No, you know, it was yeah. a cover. Oh, but uh, I remember years later, Chief Chappelle had a movie called Black Party, and I went there with my friend Mike and my friend Brian. You know, we're only white guys in the theater <laughs> seeing it. But uh, I remember they had like a reunion. But anyway, that's a very special album because my sister played it countless times. You know, they covered and you know they they sampled Enya. You know, uh, Ready or Not. You know. It's a great album, and uh, yeah. That's another album that's pleasing to the ear. Yes, yeah. and it just flows. Yeah. Flows. It's not a struggle to get yeah, through those songs. It's got a great vibe. There's like mm -hmm. space in the music. You can just really listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. PJ, what do you got? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go to what I think might be in the, in the realm of possibility the most successful band in the 90s, or, or very close to it, mm -hmm. is Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh! oh. Yeah. I'm a, actually a big Hootie fan, um, which is odd because everyone knows that I like metal the most mm -hmm. but I love Hootie and the Blowfish um, so just I mean their sound again anyone can listen to that and, and find a, and, and if you don't love it you probably won't hate it mm -hmm. they just have an easy to listen to sound but just a f some facts on that uh, Crack Rear View sold 10.2 million copies in the United States mm -hmm. um, and is one of the considered one of the best selling albums in the United States of all time it went Platinum 21 times. Oh my god. Wow. My dad got that album to yeah, that yeah. Columbia I, uh, house. Uh, I, I love this band. Too. Yeah, yeah. On repeat, I, I really that. do uh, love that band. I've seen them live uh, as Hootie. I've seen Darius Rucker live with his country act. Mm -hmm. I think he has one of the most uh, really iconic nice voice. voices. I, yeah. It's such a great voice. And it's adaptable to any genre of music because he's Hootie, which is, I guess you want to call Hootie, I guess. I don't know what you call it. Soft rock, maybe? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah combination. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it's more like pop. Yeah, I guess you could call it pop, like too. Southern pop, Yeah, maybe. Um, but he also does country really, really well. And, I mean, that first album has, like, a million hits. Like, Hold My Hand, Let Her Cry. I love Let Her Cry. I love that song. Let Her Cry is my favorite. Yeah. I have it circled on my list. Of their That's a beautiful song. That's, That's a, a great really song. beautiful song. Uh, I just, I, you can't talk about the 90s and 90s music and not have Hootie and the Blowfish because... Again, I think they maybe are one of the most iconic '90s bands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they had a soothing sound. I just want to add to it, and like, um, I feel like different types of listeners can hear it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're into like heavy metal or this or that, they were like a band you can kind of listen to it. Yeah. And that's why they kind of like transform to other like people's ears, so like other people can hear yeah. it you know, more easily. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, they like, that's another band that transcends other areas of pop culture. They were on right. Friends. They were on an episode of Friends, all built around that band. Like. They just became so big and so popular that they mm -hmm. weren't just a band anymore. They were pop culture. They are mm -hmm. way bigger than just a band, and, and that's how popular and how good they were. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a, a musician, so I can't talk to the technical stuff, but they sound great. Right. Right. It, it doesn't, no, you don't have to be right. technical to be yeah. good, man. They you write know? good songs. They have yeah. tons of hits. I love their hits. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 
a lot nice. of audiences will, you know, obviously like them. Yeah. Shawnee Bays, what do you got on your next in your list? All right, so the next band I got here is Tool. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know, I am a big, That's another one we're crossing off our list right now. Yeah, <laughs> I am a, um, a big prog fan. Um, I, uh, there's a lot of bands that I listened to when I used to go, when my parents used to drive upstate, my dad would play uh, Death Row Toll, sorry. Yep. Genesis and all his other stuff, you know, where the songs are like, what yeah. the hell is this, you know? But then um, as I started listening to music more, I would, you know, I, I stumbled upon Tool with Sober and whatever. And but when um, when Anima came out, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had to get it, and I was just like blown away by the album. I was like, holy crap! Like, yeah. And it, it it inspired me to like just experiment with my guitar playing, and, and it also introduced me. I think that was the. I don't know if it was that band or there's another band on the list. Maybe I'll bring up. I forget, I forgot which band it was. But a lot of bands technically went down to the drop D. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it taught me uh, the drop D because I'm like, I can't play this riff. And then not realizing, oh, I got to drop one string down, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. it's just, um, yeah, and also Maynard's vocals. You know, yeah. Um, oh, Danny Carey on Danny drums, drums, Justin Chancellor yeah, and all just, those guys. Um, uh, Adam Jones on guitar. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, he definitely influenced my guitar tone when I played Drop D for sure. Yeah. I ripped him off big time. I know. Mm-hmm. And um, drum wise as well. Danny yeah, Carey, one of my like favorite drummers of all time. Like progressive. I, I, I just like. Parts, you know, still can't play. Like they're just crazy. I, really I, I first heard Tool in your bedroom. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. This might bring actually, up. Actually, Sean, you introduced me to Tool as well. Actually, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember. I been. Yeah. I, I. All I can say is that it was a. Ch- it was a band that challenged me a bit. I was just mm-hmm. like, ooh. Yeah. I, I want to try some of this, and also Time Beat too. Exactly, one of the time time which, which might lead us yeah, yeah. to something else later. But yeah, it was one of my bands <laughs> that I just I was really influenced, and also kind of introduced me to Prague in a way. Yeah. What's crazy is I've never heard anyone say they don't like Tool, mm-hmm. but Tool is not as big as they should be for a band that everybody likes. Yeah, yeah. I don't they have a good like cult following. Yeah, you say, but that's really it. Yeah. People are dying mm-hmm. for their album. Mm-hmm. Took ten years. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, totally. Rob, who do you got on your list? All right, so the next one is interesting to cause a little fire at this table. Uh-oh. So, um, yeah, Don't I, do love it. This, I love this band, yeah? So at this cool kids' lunch table, there's someone here that want to have a oh, bone no, to pick Don't do it. I'm doing it. Don't do it. I think he already oh, Don't do it. Oh, here we go. He's going to do it. Save Matthews' band. Oh. 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 Wow. I thought it was going to be so good. I was going to say you two. Oh, I know. I know we hated that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode, I was like dying. Yeah, inside. but talk about yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good choice. I feel though. like I was getting, I just had more like I want to get at you with this one. So Dave Matthews, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I like their songs. I think they're fun. I know when school was like, oh man, no, if you listen to that, you were like whatever. But I was like still a musician then. You know, I wasn't one of those. I almost feel like that was like wrongly accusing people who listen to it honestly. But I think they got a great sound. Also, I find them a little bit progressive. Also, they they have some great jams. As a drummer, I learned also a lot from him. Um, between Danny Carey from Tool, him, uh, Travis Barker, t- uh, Blink-182, I mean, I just think they're just so great. Um, Satellite, come on. I know you hate Ants Marching. That's what I was dying. Um, you know, so many good albums. Uh, look, I mean, they I, were huge. I really nev- can't they're deny. huge. I know and I funny. don't I question their talent or ability. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a solid band. I just don't like their sound. It doesn't resonate with me. I don't know what it is about them. I just never got into it. There's a couple of songs I think are fine. Mm. Uh, well, what's funny is it took me... Initially, I didn't love his voice, believe it or not. I think that's what it is for me. I think it's him. 
And but yeah, the yeah, music, yeah. I always get wrapped in by the drummer sometimes, or how they're playing, oh, or what yeah. they're doing on guitar. And then I get into a band. A lot of bands I got into the, like like in that way. But uh, I get it, and I respect it. But yeah, they I definitely you know, that, I to drum to them, practice to them. I mean, they're another huge. band that is, um, especially him himself. He really is bigger than the band at this point. He's been on TV shows. He was on like an episode of House. Yeah, as one of House's patients that had to be cured and everything else. Look, I'm not saying they're not important to music. I'm not saying they're not a very talented band. I'm just saying I don't like his voice. I don't mm-hmm. like their sound. And and look, I'm not saying you're one of them, but a lot of the people that listen to that band, oh no, they, they you know what? They have on like a like a like a, one of those checkered shirts. No, look, I definitely listen, don't have listen, one of those. They're wearing checkered <laughs> collared shirts. They're wearing khaki shorts. They're they're wearing flip flops. They got their collar popped. They're at Jones yeah. Beach being douchey. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go to the bed. Let's get. Well, you know me for a long time. I'm not one of them, but I get. It. I, yeah. know, I, know, I know. I know you're not no. one of them. I know you're. I know you for a long time. Yeah. You're not one of them. But if we go to the beach and they're playing there, guaranteed, <laughs> everyone's wearing a shirt that looks like a picnic table, with a pop <laughs> collar, and an open-toed sandals being douchey. It's just what's gonna happen at that concert. No. You're the exception, not the rule. No, I get you, man. We I won't kick you. you off the table. Not everyone's a douchebag. Okay? Yeah, not everyone. Not everyone's I'm a douchebag. I'm not gonna change your mind. I guess you know. Not today. A, not today. today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man, but they, they, I definitely dug them for sure. It was funny, though. I only saw them once live. I don't know why I put it off. I finally did, because I actually always heard they would, like, jam off, which I always loved jams as a musician, but they would jam off on, like, the same chord. So they'd be going, like, dum, 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 for, like, yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh. But I loved it. I'm probably going to see them again, but, you know, Dave Matthews, band, you got to do it. Oof. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. no, that's, that's right. a great choice. They belong on the list of best 90s bands. I don't dispute that. I just don't like them. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is another 90s band. And I think maybe after this, we can kind of do like our lightning rounds. And we'll maybe go maybe early 2000s kind of focus. Mm. Um, But just kind of more of a deep dive on this. This is one of my favorite bands. They put out three, in my opinion, three. They're all solid, great albums. They're called Days of the New. I think, um, uh, you know, you most... Folks at home, you probably know the song like uh, "Touch uh, Peel and Stand" and uh, "The Downtown." But basically, I always felt like, um, you know, because of the unplugged era in terms of MTV, they got signed for that, and their all their music is unplugged, you know. But I just love the songwriting. Travis Meeks, the singer, he's one of my favorite singers. He's one of my favorite vocalists. I love how he plays guitar. I actually had the pleasure of meeting him. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about that. Um, but. If you're into like the Doors, if you're into like acoustic music, it's very like spiritual, and it's, you know, it's kind of just basically, you know, I want to say it's grunge. I think that's not even fair to say, but it has there's a heaviness to it. It really feels it feels like, um, kind of like the unplugged era when you had like, and these are, I'm sure we'll go into a lightning round. All these great bands that did unplugs, Nirvana, STPs, uh, you know, Alice in Chains, you know. But I think great songwriters when you strip it down, it still sounds good. And some of these songs that the, he has, like I'm like, oh my god, imagine some of these songs electric. Wow, like ugh. You know, it really sounds, ooh, like really imagine that full power with electric. But um, I just really love this band. I wish, I know he tried to do a reunion with his former members. I mean, a, a lot of these su- successful bands, he struggles with, you know, co-occurring mental health and substance use. But um, I'll tell you a quick story about uh, Dave's New. I saw them oh, yes. twice live, actually. Um, I always liked their music. The first time I saw them was actually they opened up for Creed. Mm-hmm. That was the, like, my first real concert I went to. And, um... They open up for them, and um, I'm like, I need to find, I need to get their CD. And uh, little people know, the second album has a female vocalist, 
And uh, Nicole Scherzringer, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls, she sings on it. And let me tell you something. You would never guess it's her on vocals. She sounds so good on it. She's like very uh, like operatic. But uh, when I met him, um, I, met, I saw him play a show with it. This used to be at this bar called Crazy Donkey. I'm a donkey on edge. So he played the show, and he's getting out, you got to wait online. So I, I was so nervous. I didn't even know he was going to do this. So I, I had my ticket for him to sign. And I was so nervous waiting online. This girl in front of me saw I was like squirming. She's like, oh, you can go in front of me. So I was like, okay, it was only one person. But hey, it's one person less in front of me. So I went up to him and I said, I'm like, yo. And I, I put my hand out first and I, I go like, yo, you're, you know, I love you. I love you. You're making me be a better guitar player, you know, musician, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he shook my hand, wrote on it. He put his hand out to shake my hand for a mm. second time. He goes, thank you. And so I really felt like it was special that he shook my because he never he didn't give anyone else two handshakes. I got two, I got two. So anyway, I really recommend all their albums. Yeah, and they're very special to me. PJ, we doing rapid fire round? Yeah, kind of just talk about your favorite bands. You know, I'm just gonna throw this out here. Blues Traveler. Nice. Yes. That's a that's a '90s band that I think didn't really reach the heights they could have. I think because their sound is not necessarily as mainstream as others. John Popper, fantastic harmonica player. Yep. Um, and they were on Roseanne of all yeah. the TV shows. They had an episode of Roseanne. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever hear him play the national anthem, like the joke? Yeah. Uh, yo, it's, it's beautiful. It's great. Oh. It's very moving. Yeah. It's like it's great. Very mu- I look it up on YouTube. It's very moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to go around. We're going to go around. Okay, go, go. All right, I'll Pantera. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. metal. Uh, yeah, they metal. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Dimebag Daryl to me was like, yeah, Vinnie Paul, you know, oh, yeah. is, Rex Brown. They're just incredible. I've been following them a lot. Mm-hmm. I fought, I got all their albums during that time, mm-hmm. and it was really disappointing when um, like, I was hoping, I wanted to see them live, but yeah. then they dispersed, and then... Yeah, know, tragedy hit. Tragedy hit, yeah. and, you know, so... Mm-hmm. But no, I, I it's always you know it's I, just an underrated group that I always yeah. play over and over. I've and always more. felt that Pantera is really groovy. It has groove, all the music groove, really and they're really more of a. I always kind of seem like a blues band, really. Yeah, they just they're yeah. heavy, they're metal, but they're really more blues. They did the entrance mm-hmm. music for Rob Van Dam, more oh, wrestling. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you, PJ. <laughs> Rob. Nice. I'm going with 311. Reggae oh. found uh-huh. uh, sound. Um, I love the drummer as well. Great band. Sexton is awesome, and I'm also going to mention the same. Uh, Blink-182. Yes. Two of mine out of the way right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. two influential bands, great bands, as we know. Mm-hmm. Huge in the 90s. Yeah. Still going. Yeah, I think... Um Especially with 311. They're in a league of their own. Some people break their balls, but hey, they incorporate rock, yeah. hip-hop, reggae, reggae hip-hop, mm-hmm. everything's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh... And Blink, I mean, what you can say, yeah, they're one of the best Blink. bands. And actually, yeah. a good segue Thank for God me. Tom came back. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I got to say, you get, like, I might ramble off a couple real quick, guys. Green Day, I mean, come on. Yeah, we used to cover them a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you could say for Green Day, I'll just say this. I call them, like, timeless punk. So I feel like certain mm. punk bands, their punk music is found very dated, very, like, eh. You know what I mean? Like, after a while, you can, it's hard to revisit certain punk mm. bands. But I feel like... You know, you can listen to Dookie now. It still sounds fresh. You know, uh, you know I can say certain punk bands, it's kind of hard to... I never got into full into punk, but they feel like they're... They were, hey, the magic of songwriting. Um, I also put on here uh, a band called Static X. If you remember them. <laughs> okay. Um, I, best, I think the best way to describe them is how the singer des- described his own his music. You know, Evil Disco. I mean, that's, yeah. Every song mm-hmm. makes you, it's four on the floor. Mm, 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 mm. You know, it's just fun yeah. riffs yeah. and everything. And um, this is a band that I found 
VH, uh, VH1, H- HBO used to have a show called HBO Reverb. And yeah. they would show kind of bands. And, I, the reason, and I watched this one episode because I, know, I loved Mudvayne. I'll give them their shout out. Love Mudvayne. And they're coming back. But there was a band called One Side Zero. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whoa. They played two songs. And then I ended up going to this place called Coconuts. It was like a music store. Coconuts. And I was with my friend Dan at the time. And I'm like, I saw it there. I'm like, dude, I need. I had no money on me. I'm like, dude, I have you. you I have to borrow money from you. I'm like, I never, I, I never ask anyone for money ever. I'm like, so I'm like, dude, I will pay you back. And thank God he did. It's that album from front to back is amazing. And um, I mean, yeah, I guess they're like a forgotten gem, but they were on the soundtrack to a walk to remember. I think the one with Mandy Moore in it. Uh, and yeah, that's a walk to remember. Their song is on there. Um, uh, but anyway. Great album and a great band. I think they put out two albums, but that first album is spectacular. One side zero. TJ, keep uh, going. I actually, as we were talking, thought of a band that wasn't on my list, but I actually really like, so I'm going to just yeah. throw it out there. Do it. I don't have much to talk about because I wasn't prepared, but uh, Soul Asylum. Oh, yes! Yeah. Oh, yeah. PJ. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on your yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I think Misery, I think, is yeah. one of yeah. the best songs Frustrated. out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's a great song, so I had them on my list. Um, Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I put them actually in the 2000s. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's 2000. 2000. I think they came out in 2000. And with the Lincoln Park, they are the best-selling band of the new millennium. Yes. Huh. Lincoln Park is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I also have on here a band that's probably not going to be popular around the table, but I like them. I don't care. Disturbed. Yes. Really? I like Disturbed. Uh, the, the, the first, uh, one, first the album was pretty good. The second album was all right. I had a following with them, too. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. in the beginning, I mean, I don't follow them now. But when that first one came out, Down With The Sickness comes out, yeah. he has that yell and that yeah. scream that he does. Everyone knows. Yeah. I mean, I, I just thought I they feel were like I, I mean, I like those songs, like Stupefy, whatever the heck it is, yeah. but I, for me, I don't think they aged well. I don't know why people make a big deal. Uh, I, I, I still like their, them. I think I, we talked about our other episode. Yeah. I can't stand their cover of, uh, you know, Simon and Garfunkel. I, I thought know. they did a good job on that oh, cover, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I thought they did a good job on that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I like this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wow. thought they did, I thought, and it's not better than the original, but I thought they did a bang-up job yeah. on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... Do I have anything else? Just rapid fire. I put Drowning Pool on here. I think okay. they, I think yeah. they make the limit of early two thousands, yep. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I had them on my list, and uh, there's a song I have on here. It's not the whole band. It's just the one song. Uh, I believe in a thing called Love from the Darkness. Yeah. Yes. I yes, like yes, that yes, song yes. so yeah. much. I don't know another song that they did, but we, we actually covered that song uh, a, a few years ago back with a few old friends, and uh, I remember. Um, it was it was tough to play, so. But go ahead. I just that one song. I just thought it was, I thought it was such a throwback when that came out. It didn't sound like anything else on yeah. the, on the radio at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I like that. And one other one hit wonder I threw on my list was a uh, teenage dirtbag from Weedus. Yeah, I always yes. think of that song when I think of early two thousand. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, so that's my one. rapid mm-hmm. fire list. Mm-hmm. All right, here's my rapid fire list. I'll try to be quick. Uh, I got Dream Theater. Yes, you know, I, I can't believe that that's we, on the rapid fire list. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah, there was so, well. we always talk about Dream Theater. Again, <laughs> Prog Man from Long Island. You know, incredible musicians. Another band I got in here is Weezer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know a lot of people. Now a lot of fans either favor the Blue Album or Pinkerton. I think the Blue Album to me is like a masterpiece. Yeah, I don't absolutely. understand the Pinkerton thing. Yep. Another band I got in here is Filter. And, yes. You know, oh yeah. Another yes. under great. You know. Under, Underlying band, band. Yeah. Yeah. and I also opened up for them. And um, another band I got in there that you will probably laugh about is um, 
Creed. I, no, I had no. him on there. I, I had Creed on there. I love Creed. And then, yeah. like, after the third album, I just kind of fell off. Like, yeah. I kind of understood that. I also got Corn. Yep. Deftones. Yep. Typo Negative. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and last but not least, Foo Fighters. Oh, I, I think yeah. uh, when Dave Grohl started this, I actually was on board with the first album before yeah. all everything else came in. Yeah. So I've been start right from the beginning. I got right into it, not because he was the drummer of Nirvana, yeah, yeah, yeah. He genuinely liked the music. Yeah. yeah. I want to add one to my rapid fire list before I forget. Slipknot. Yes. Yeah. I got That's on my list too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. All right. A few remaining from my nineties: Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. Yep. Yes. Uh, that we didn't talk about Soundgarden. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness, that was just not up. Nine Inch Nails. Yes. yes. These are all the typicals. Um, yeah, I know. Then two thousands, I said Good Charlotte. I was into them for a little bit. Yeah, that good harmony. Boomerang. Perfect Circle. Yes. I love them. Um, Chevelle. Yeah. I had a little bit of a uh, emo moment for myself. The Get Up Kids. Anyone know them? Yes. Yes. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dashboard Confessional also. Yeah, very good. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of leave it at that. And the used, I'll say. Anyone yeah, nice that? choices. I, 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 I love not a fan. That album I love all the musicians and the stuff in these bands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have them on my list too. I forgot to bring it up. Sorry okay. about that. No, it's all right. Oh. Dude. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I have a. I have a, a lot of you guys kind of stole my thunder, but I'll just, these are not in any particular order. I love this first album by this band. They're still around. I don't know if they're, they're I guess they're a group. The Gorillas. Gorillas. You know, yeah. with the, oh, yeah. I have the, you know, I have the, that first, first album is spectacular. The first album is great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, did they make anything after the first yeah. album? Yeah, they had the second album. I forgot the name of it. Uh, yeah. Demon Days. Demon, yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. It was pretty good. But uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, but that first yeah. album was awesome, great. though. It's every yeah. song on that is a banger. These are other kind of, uh, uh, hip hop groups. I really like Ludacris. Llama, llama, what? Oh, Mirkson, want to dance? Um, Outcast. What a, I mean, what a dynamic duo. Those two. Um, this is kind of maybe early '90s, maybe late, maybe maybe it's late '80s. But Enya, I just remember her, mm. a lot of her music was being played. You know, Caribbean Blue. You know, Only Time. That was a big thing. You know, the Pure Mood CD. Um, Limp Biscuit. I, I feel like Limp Bizkit and Korn, like, I don't know some people kind of goof on new metal. Yeah. I don't really know why, but um, I feel like, hey, they're in a league on their own. No one sounds like Field on bass. No one sounds like Fred Durst. They're in, hey, they, they're original. They're more original than you. Let's just say that. You can pick on them, but they're more <laughs> original than you. They don't, they don't have anyone else's style. They got their own style. That's all I'll say about that. Um, I miss in terms of uh, female singers. I think this is early 2002. Nelly Furtado. I really thought she had a very beautiful voice. Yeah. Um, say the Spice Girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also want to talk about one of my favorite bands. So, you know, a segue. So, a Perfect Circle. Obviously, we know is a super group. Yeah. Essentially, Josh Fries, Maynard from Tool, Billy Harrod, one of my favorite guitar players. But they covered a song called, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Um, a nurse. What's a nurse? Uh, a nurse who loved me. A nurse who loved me. Thank you. Failure. Got it. Right, well, that's what I, 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 I should have put that on my list. Right, well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so when I first heard their second album, The Dirt, uh, 13th Step, which is actually yeah. a, is that, about, about recovery, you know, mm-hmm. probably just relapse. But anyway, they, had that, they covered that song, and then I discovered that's the band who wrote is called Failure. They are an amazing band. I think because of, that, because of, per, sir, because of A Perfect Circle, cover that song, it repopularized or gave them a second life, and now they're back better than ever. Yeah. They are great. They have an album, they're probably their best album is Fantastic Planet, and it is fantastic. Every song is a banger. All their albums are great. Their latest one uh, is amazing. So check out the band Failure, and they are, they are the complete opposite of Failure. They're amazing. Um, and 
is that it? Oh, I just thought bands like I thought of you, Rob. I thought of Stained. You yeah, know, I thought a band that I, he he can't. Hey, I, this guy cracks me up. Kid Rock. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It knocks your teeth yeah. and it makes you want to play. Um, I put Collective Soul. They were a great band. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, Creed. I put Sugar Ray. I'm a sucker yep. for those great songs. NKOTB? Oh, uh, New Kids on the Block. block. Oh, yeah. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Dream Fair. I know I always talk about I it. Know, but I know we're running out of time. I know we're, we're, we're running out of the lunchroom. The lunch ladies are up our ass right now. Anyway, guys, what a beautiful list. Thank you so much for coming to our show and hanging out at the lunch table. It was awesome uh, being here. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much. Sorry if I um, exaggerate. No, no, you're beautiful, Sean. Um, we we really you. appreciate you guys coming on. We're definitely going to have you back. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Definitely going to have you yeah. 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 Thank, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Really cool. Just to do any yeah. quick plugs, Sean, is there any people who can hear your music? Uh, yes, you can hear um, you can hear my band Night Screams on. Um, I believe we have a Facebook page and a YouTube page, and um, we were part of CD Baby. I think you can. We're still under there on Spotify. Uh, we're just uh, spell Night Screams. It's night is spelled regular, but as for screams, it's S K R E A M S, not with the C. Right, and so, I think night is actually like a night shining armor, not night as a nighttime. Yeah. This and, picture, you, know, it's you, can like you can also get <laughs> You said night, spelled like there's two different yeah. kinds of nights, you know. Yeah, so you can get our you can also listen to our album screams of the night. Uh, on CD, you can get on CD Baby. Nice. And um, yeah. great. Rob? Yeah, well, as you're listening to right now, the Dan and Mikey, and as shown for a time, tomorrow's fire. You can go to Facebook, tomorrow's fire. Or jamarsfire.com. Check out some of our tunes. See some of our videos on YouTube. You can see our Inception video for our song Daydream. It was based on the movie Inception that was inspired by that. So you can YouTube that. Um, Daydreaming Inception. Uh, we also have moranbrothers.com or Moran Brothers Production Company you can check out. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. I guess I'll play. I'll plug our band one more last time. Yeah, do it, yeah. uh, if you go to our, we have a band with a band camp, Tomorrow's Fire. You just search us on there, and then if you go to our YouTube channel, Tomorrow's Fire. Um, we always talk about Dream Theater. We actually had Derek Sherini, their former keyboardist, recording our song "Shiver in Summertime," and uh, that was a great. That's a whole. We could do an episode on just hanging out. How we spoke to him. Um, anyway, guys, DJ. I love you. <laughs> or PJ surrounded by three musicians. But uh, No, for me, this is actually very interesting stuff to hear because I don't know the other side of listening to music. So it's very interesting to me. So I, I was, you know, I try and contribute by saying my favorite bands, but I was actually more entertained and more interested in hearing what you guys had to say. Uh, it's very insightful for someone who doesn't have that kind of musical background. Yeah, well, well, thanks again, guys, for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll have you guys in the future. And, uh, you know, folks at home, you know where to go. Same time. Same table. Have a good one. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get to tension.